All right, welcome to another episode of Real Estate First Technology. I'm your host, Norman Kinsey. We have our co-host, Mr. Dan Gandy. Welcome to the episode, Dan. Thanks, Norman. James, great to see That's, you. Of course, Plenty of course. Of I know we, we have a very special guest, and he goes by the Zillow Killer, if you don't already know. And uh, he's, he goes by James. Definitely check him out. His links are down below. And I saw that he did an event with one of our past podcast episodes, Mr. Mike Sherrard. So I was like, man, James, you want to get on the podcast? And he said, sure, let's do this. So I'll remind you all to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell as uh, episodes come out live every Friday. But we have the one and only James, the Zilla Killer on Real Estate First Technology. James, welcome to the show. Welcome. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> welcome. I'm, I'm kind of backwards now. I appreciate you guys. Um, I'm always uh, honored to be like in the uh, in the area of people that's trying to move the industry forward. Um, yeah. And I'm. I'm not complicated at all in the sense of what I can do to assist, but anybody I see that's that's behind the industry being better, yeah, um, I'm a thousand percent behind. So I love that, man. I love that. And like before we got on the air, we talked about that. You know, this is sponsored by Liftoff Agent. Uh, Liftoff Agent is a marketing company for realtors, but at the end of the day, it's about giving and showing up and showing up, showing up and showing out with value first. Um, we're not here to sell anyone on anything. It's more about, hey, like this is where the industry's headed. This is some amazing people that are moving this industry forward, like yourself, James. And um, and today's episode is all about you, your business, and we want to deep dive into that. So kind of getting started, like let's go from the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. why did you get in this industry? How long you been in the industry to get to where you're at today? Um, well, I started out selling real estate. A lot of people don't know that. Um, and it evolved from, I tell you where it really, where it really evolved from when I made the transition from selling real estate to building my agencies. And of course, getting to a point where we were at a place where we could acquire an extension to our agency. Um, and the, the, if you want to call it the thesis behind how I operate and what I try to do, it's just based off of the blind areas in our industry that we don't talk about, right? Mm-hmm. We don't, you know, people come into this industry, and I think one of the first questions as they start to progress, or even when they start, is, you know, are you trying to have a career in this industry? Or are you trying to build a business, right? Mm-hmm. And we have a way of blending the two. And, you know, unfortunately, when you're making money, it's hard to, it's hard to differentiate what's happening, right? If you're making money, you can easily assume that you are an entrepreneur and we all know that that's different than yes. a technician, right? So yes. that's how we, that's kind of where I lean in first. And then when we get that clear, then we start to move into the other side. So as when I saw real estate, I saw real estate for, I say three years successfully, but I saw real estate for four years. And my very first year was so bad um, that I needed to make sense of what was going on. I made a transition from, from Harlem, New York, down to South Jersey, whole different mindset, different environment. And I just assumed I would sell real estate. And, you know, we all have the same assumption. We start selling. I'm just going to get my license and people will come. I didn't understand that there are components and techniques and strategies that need to be applied to make that possible, right? And Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things is marketing, right? Not advertising, right? Because we we blend the two of that as well, right? But the marketing side of, of, of of our industry has taken a weird twist in a sense of we don't know the difference between marketing or advertising, where marketing is the awareness, the audience building, and then advertising is just amplifying the message. We jump to the advertising side, and then by the time we realize it, we are you know months in, thousands of dollars out, and our mm-hmm. business hasn't improved at all, right? Yeah. So that one area 
as we made the transition from me selling to building a team to the team evolving to a brokerage to me exiting the industry, not failing, right? Exiting the industry where that, that God-given gift of agency, I used. I chose not to sell real estate no more, right? And I don't think we have that conversation enough in the industry where the agent can actually choose, right? We, we, we've robbed them of agency simply for the fact that I don't think our leadership have taken the behavior shift to understand the world we live in, in a sense of the internet. So as I made the transition into the agency world, uh, from me not selling real estate and built out the agency. When I started working with, with agents, it all came from me teaching them what I was doing. And I literally would go to brokerage, 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 teaching what I was doing to help the industry. Um, and it was, it was more of a, an abundance mindset of just giving. I wasn't trying to do anything. And I kept, mm-hmm. after, after uh, the appointments, I would hear people would ask, like, what do you charge? I had no price. I, I was just doing it to help. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And after a while, we, you know, I just, we just threw a number out there. And I'll never forget, it was about, uh, about 50, 50 or so people in, in the room. And um, seven walked up after I threw the price out there and was like, where do I start? And I was like, oh, shit, I think we got something. Love and we it. matured it from there. And then, of course, from working with agents, and then, of course, me being on the agent side, the conversation of me helping, I realized that the more the industry know, the better it is for them to choose an agency if they need one or not. Wow. And that's where the whole process started to grow from. And the Zillow killer thing came from me speaking at Inman. And I was so scared. I never said my name, but I had a shirt that said Zillow killer and digital natives under it. And I did pretty good with the speech, but I just walked the hell off off stage and never said my name. And I didn't understand the, the world of speaking. Like you're supposed to stay in the green room. This was just, this is whole weird thing that you're supposed to do. But again, I'm from a world that I, I'm, I'm into people, right? I'm not trying to create yeah. people out of the, the, the group. And yeah. I just went out to the crowd. And when I got to the, when I went into the vestibule, the crowd let out and everybody came out and everybody referenced me as Zillow killer. As from yeah. that, I text my assistant and was like, everything that says Zillow killer, lock that shit down. <laughs> wow. Dude, that's, that's awesome. I got to just say, like for the viewers and listeners out there, I loved your approach, James. You did not talk about like the me factor was there, but it was behind the scenes. It was all servant giving and your story tied into how you serve and how you give and how you show up and show out for others. But then you sprinkled in, okay, I came from New York and went here. I did this, I did that. And and we've had so many podcast episodes and a lot of the time it's just like, Oh, this is who I am. This is what I've done. It's like, you were just giving. So I could tell you have a huge heart in giving back and serving and showing up and showing out for others. And I love how the name came up for you. Uh, just like for me, I had an agent say, Hey, it's, I went live and I said, NLK three. I'm like, I like that. <laughs> and I just ran with NLK three, just my name, normal like Kings the third, but I like that. I like that. And just to kind of have some, some commonality there. So last question I have for me is like, what's the best part about doing what you do? Um, helping. Right. Um, I, I have a mission now and I think, uh, if you guys ever read the, the book, from Good to Great, and Good to Great talks about yeah. having a big, hairy, audacious goal, my BHAG, right? And, you know, I think sometimes our BHAGs or goals are self-serving to some mm. degree, and I think they should be, right? Mm. Uh, but I am more interested in 
when I understood the, as I started to grow as an entrepreneur and wealth became a much clearer understanding, um, understood that when you talk about generational wealth, uh, generational wealth is about positioning. Mm. Like I need to be able, like after I've developed it, how do I prepare you to do the same and take that same heart to pass it, right? And my BHAG at this point is not to motivate or, or inspire, but to impact a billion people. Because if I impact you, you take action. And I don't need the accolades once the impact has been done because reciprocity would do its job regardless. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I, I absolutely love that. And I got to say that uh, I, I have to say that you're on a mission bigger than I think that you really can conceptualize that you're on. And I think that the real estate industry is just the catalyst to so much more that is going to be coming up for you in the future. And that being said, I'm going to change up the camera angle, give it to Dan for the mix up round and Dan, go ahead and take it away for our. Yeah. No, thank you, Norm. I think there's a lot of good stuff here. And I want to touch on a few points you brought up, which is real estate agents gets licensed. They're not really sure what direction they're going to go. Uh, like you said, the advertising and the marketing and not understanding business and understanding how to build a brand. But most of these people hang a license under a brokerage and the brokerage just wants them to produce, right? As long as they're producing, they're getting a cut and ultimately they'll give them some training and some resources. But where you came in and what really kind of invigorated me into this conversation is that you identified that the brokerage just wants them to sell versus you want to help them build a brand. You want to help them build a business that can either get them to the seventh level to exit or build a business where they're not selling real estate. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest problem that we see in the industry is you, you want to be a, a participant of the brokerage to generate income for them versus building a business that you can eventually support that goal of exiting. So really this long-winded discussion point is that how are you really helping those real estate agents? Is it through coaching? Is it through implementation of services or, or contractors that you provide them? Is it, is it a course? I just wanted to kind of dig into that. Um, everything above, but the first thing I want um, I bring to the conversation is, is legacy, right? I don't think we talk about that. And if we can at least get the mind to start thinking legacy is obtainable, right? Beyond it being hard, beyond things being hard, it, it's going to be hard. That's real business. And that's why, that's why when you talk about entrepreneurship or building a business, building a business is hard. I would love to tell you it's an easy thing. A lot of people have figured out how to create cash flow, which is part of the components of a business, but a business in itself, no, they don't have, they're self-employed and that's fine. It's okay with that. But the, the, with every program that we uh, pretty much put out there to the industry, the core component is I need you to think bigger than today, right? Like if, if our industry has nurtured a behavior silently that a lot of these agents are going to sell real estate until they die. Yeah. And have yeah. nothing to show from it. Nothing. Yeah. And if you build a business that dies with you, what is the point? Right. That's just, just the real thing. So yeah. we need to think about, okay, even if you are not, if you, even if you're not thinking about legacy, legacy has to be part of the equation when you get into this space right now, I tell people a lot, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not religious at all. Right. But I am spiritual and understand that there are certain components when you understand principles and the laws that abide you can apply them regardless of where you stand at in your belief system is perfectly fine. But there's a scripture that talks about a good man has enough wealth 
set aside for his children's children. The wealth is one of the components, but the key thing is just to be a good man. You have to be thinking about legacy, like, like not great, just to be good. You have yeah. to be thinking about legacy. And the minute you take on this, this entrepreneurial journey, whether you go self-employed or you go to the entrepreneur world, right? You yeah. have to be, legacy has to be part of the equation. And our industry has avoided that where our industry is one of the few industries that low barrier to enter. It's yeah. pretty cost effective to be a part of this industry. But here's the crazy part about it. You have total uh, uh, autonomy of how big of a business you can build and how much money you can make. There is limitless. There is no cap to where we can go. Yeah. But we all have run into agents that cap at some point or they have stuck into this. They're stuck into this mindset of feast of famine. And we've nurtured that behavior because we haven't gotten the industry to think past today. Right. We're so good with the accolades and the rewards and and you sold 100 houses. You know, how many agents I know that sold 100 houses that are broke. Like right, literally tons. Like, <laughs> like tons, you know, you yeah. know, so we have to change the 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 ecosystem of how we view this industry so we can improve the industry. And it's OK. The narcissistic side of it and the, the Neapolitan complex, that's all going to be there. But there are some people that really got into this industry to be more, to do something more, right? So what we try and do is we try and frame it inside our programs, inside our coaching, um, even at my agency, you can't just hire me, right? Like there are certain components that you, gotta ha you have to have before we even talk to you about money, right? Coaching, I don't, you, there's nothing online you can see like, hey, I'm just gonna join your coaching because that's not where, I, that's, that's not a thing for me. I'm really trying to help the person that come inside our environment because understand there's power and proximity. And I work too hard to get where I am. So we're very selective of who, what, when, and where on all aspects of the, the components that we offer. But we do offer it all, but we always try and have a conversation because we have this misconception that if I can pay for it, then it's just mine. And my time, is too valuable for just to put, just to put a price tag on it, right? Just, just to put a price tag on like, hey, give me a thousand dollars and be a part of this course. That's not gonna help you, right? How do I impact you? If I can't see that there can be impact, it is a waste of my time and your time and I'd rather not touch your money. That's, that's super smart. And I think I wanted to uh, touch on positioning in all of this. You mentioned positioning and I think that's been a big part for Liftoff Agent and, and helping agents get focused on who they are as an individual agent and what type of clients they want to work with, what they want to attract to them and, and creating that, that persona. Right. And what can you touch in terms of advice strategy when it comes to creating, creating your channel, your lane as a real estate agent in your local market? Well, first, every agent has to understand video is essential to your business. It's a non-negotiable, right? You, you can't, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 we, we, we're trying to figure out other ways. Either you're going to do video or you're going to do audio, right? You, you, you pick one because we have to be able to, we have to be at a place where I can get context with what you're doing. The assumption that I have a license and that I'm the professional is a very big mis misconception that we have in the industry when we compare it to the internet and the issue, why we challenge you know, video or trying to understand the difference between, am I going to get into really build, build up the marketing side of my business? Yeah. And then maybe 
you know, I'll advertise because marketing is essential. Advertisement, that's the luxury. It's not needed when you when you built up the proper structure when it comes to marketing. And if you just did something simple as video, you know, that would be the biggest, you know, uh, equalizing your business. But until the industry, not just the agent, but until the industry understands that the Internet is a presence, not a destination, we'll always challenge that. Like we'll always fight that and think, well, I'll throw a couple of dollars to it and then maybe it'll pop off. Right. Versus your business as an agent, most most agents struggle or fail purely because of obscurity. Right. So we try and figure, you know, uh, uh, areas that are non-intrusive to, to get in front of people like postcards and billboards. I have nothing against that. Nothing against that. But the day and age we live in where as long as we pay our phone bill, we have access to our market, right? Like, like we, we, we've never had this type of access and a sense of distribution ever. Like we have distribution channels that we can tap into and you can call it social media, it's perfectly fine. But if we keep it at that narrow positioning of that's just social media versus that is a distribution channel, regardless of what you choose, we missed the mark. And until we can, we, we're willing to accept what the internet is, um, we'll always fight that. So I try and tell the industry, let's, let's start by accepting video is essential. And yes, there are some people that at this point, you may watch their videos and be like, oh, they're killing it. And that's not how you challenge. That's not, that's not what you should look at, right? You should look at that as if they did it, it's possible, first and foremost. Secondly, yes, I have to put in the reps to get better at video, but nobody's better than you when it comes to the internet. They're just braving you. You know, some people had more time in and you're comparing yourself to your start to other people's middle. So if anything we want the industry to understand is we have to start out by putting ourselves out there on video. Yes, there are techniques, there are strategies that can be applied, but let's not even focus on that. Let's focus on consistency first. Be okay being bad. No, that's, that's, uh, we've been preaching that for so many clients. And I think one of the last things I wanted to kind of touch, touch on, right, is that in an industry filled with some of the best teams buying the most leads and creating the trajectory and volume business versus these agents that really do help our communities, right? They help tons of families. They have a story to tell. When you say video, I think even some with some of our own clients, I'm like, hey, just get on video document the story, let people know who you're helping each month or each week. And I think that is a big missing void for people to understand in marketing and being able to build that structure in their businesses is not being afraid to showcase what you're doing to help people. We don't want to look bad, right? Like we're not, we're not ready for that yet. And, and, and I guess I understand, right? I can get it. Why they feel like, well, I'm not as good as well, you, you, you don't know what that person did to get where they are, right? And if, until we stop really putting people on pedestals, right? Like, oh, this person is a top agent. You do realize that person did two weeks to get his license just like you. There's no hierarchy in this industry, right? Yeah. There, there is none. There's no, there's no, there's no person that's like, well, this is the, this is the God of realist. There is no one like that, right? Everyone did the exact same thing that you did from your broke on down to get their license. The difference is, is how are you applying the environment that's in front of you to make people know who you are? 
that's the game, right? And when people, you know, when people talk about, you know, my market is saturated because you're comparing yourself to the person next to you. I assure you, there are a group of people waiting to hear who you are that's looking to do business with you. You've already proved it, right? You, you, if, you, if you closed a few deals, you validated that there are people that's willing to do business with you, right? Why don't we find the people that if they ever got to know who you are, would love to do business with you. And the best way to do that is through video and you can pick a channel. I, I, don't, I don't suggest people to do everything. Like I'm gonna do YouTube, Facebook, pick one, pick one. And if you find that complicated, pick a channel, pick a feature, get consistent. That's the problem that we run into is the consistency. So, I mean, if anyone that's, that's listening and, and trying to figure out, well, what should I start with first? Pick one, right? Pick a feature and be consistent with it. Give it like six months, right? Before you change it up. And then, like I said, if you're really serious about it, Jesus, YouTube University <laughs> is right there. Yeah. No, I, I just one final question. And a lot of times I ask the question, like, what advice would you give a new agent that, you know, is just starting out? And I think I'm going to switch the, the gear here for this last question. And what advice would you give to an agent that was successful in the past doing more of the traditional way of door knocking, cold calling and building a pipeline of business? But that has started to dwindle out. Right. And now they need to like they need to be rejuvenated or they need to be recalibrated in order to get into 2022 with a better mindset and, and a better trajectory. What would you be your advice to them right now? Well, again, you know, just a, a simple insights of when you the Internet or let's just say the manifest of the Internet is fairly simple. Right. It's about resonate, omnipresence and intimacy. Right. Resonating is talk about what you know. Don't. Don't perform. Talk about what you know. And until we're willing to get to a place where we're talking about what we know by giving our perspective from it, that taps into the intimacy side. But the omnipresent side, all I'm saying you do is be consistent. You don't have to be everywhere. Um, and, but that right there is the ROI to the internet. You can go look at anything and anybody that you follow or that has some type of growth. You'll see that those simple components right there, they're, they're resonating because you're watching it. Omnipresence means you can go and see an archive of other content from them, but there is some level of intimacy that they're tapping into. And that component right there is the one thing that companies like Zillow will never be able to do. They'll never be able to create an identity. That's why they use yours. And they'll <laughs> never be able to tap into intimacy, right? Where we can touch the heart of the people. And that's the game, right? Like marketing is all about messaging. Right? It's about building awareness and attention, but it's all about messaging. And when you've got your message right, if you choose to advertise, then that's what you amplify as a message. But until we're willing to put ourselves out there, right? Like, like we see it all the time. An agent get their license and now they're a super agent. Like they just know everything, right? They, they, they got to be Mr. and Mrs. Professional. And it's just a very weird uh, culture that we, we've created in a sense of behavior. We lose ourselves in the mirage of a realtor or, you know, that camouflage suit of a real estate agent, you're, you're person first. And that's what I'm buying, the person first. That's why we say you have to be able to create some no like, and trust. They don't trust that you're a realtor. They trust that you're a person first and your real estate professionalism, you know, that, that comes along with it. But who are you first and foremost? If I can see who you are, I'm more inclined to do business with you. And that part of obscurity is why people, almost agents, are 
absolutely like failing. And it's okay. Most people won't admit that. They won't say that out loud, but but I we know. We know that that <laughs> there's so oh, many people so in our industry. Yeah, they live in quiet lives of defeat, very quiet lives, right? They may, I'm closing deals and just sold and just, just, just listed and you broke, right? That's just the reality. We have accepted this feast of famine mentality. We've accepted fourth quarter is slow. You know, it's just a weird place. And we keep forgetting the world that we have inherited being the internet is the equalizer and the game changer for everything never had this time before. We've never had this type of access. We've never had this, this, this ability to build a real business and really, really take it somewhere. We, we struggle because we choose to. So that's the best way I can see it now. It's great. Great info. Great info. So Norman, back to you, James. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome, man. Thanks so much, Dan, for that mix up round. And James, just kind of unpack that for our viewers and listeners. At the end of the day, it's simple. Go deeper, find out your why, go deeper. Why are you in this industry in the first place? And why do you want to go where you want to go? And how's that going to impact not just your life, your kids' life, but generational wealth and yeah. client's life for legacy? I absolutely love that. Um, so I have a couple last questions before we open the floor to you so you can have the, the mix up round here. Um, so let's get into, I'm going to change this question to fit your style because you're a, you're a spiritual person through and throughout, right? And I actually love all of the ways that you articulate your words and the way that you are kind of navigating the, the podcast here today. So, you know, traditionally we talk about data and success when someone works with say a technology provider, a coach or whatever else. Now let's switch that question up to be more fitting to your flow. So when you're working with someone, you find out their why, you understand the direction they want to go into, what type of impact on legacy have you seen? Give us a success story from one of the clients that hired you, whether it was coaching or whatever they did through your course or what you offer, that was like a breakthrough moment where someone can relate to that moment and actually say, wow, like I want to take that same path or trajectory because that story was something that really impacted me from Real Estate First Tech. Now I'm going to reach out to the Zillow Killer. I think one thing that people can take from me is I don't, there's no mirage here. Like this, this is it. Like yeah, it yeah. doesn't change when you see me in person. And that's what we try and put out there to people to be unapologetically you, right? That's, that's more important than anything. If you're going to do business, you have to get to the place where you're very comfortable with who you are and you give the world you, you give the industry you, you give the market you. When I sold real estate and I'll use myself as an example. Uh, when I sold real estate, my first year, I was focused on trying to dominate the black community. That was my thought coming from Harlem and coming down here. And I learned very quickly that that wasn't going to be a thing. So I got my favorite. My very first coach was Joshua Smith. You guys are GSD mode. Oh, GSD mode. He's my very first coach. I love it. Yeah, he's my very first coach. And what he helped me understand was, and it wasn't that he helped me understand the industry, he gave me a paradigm shift. He helped me understand that you're not failing because you're bad, right? You know, the community isn't buying from because you're bad. The community ain't buying because they don't know who the hell you are, obscurity, right? So I started doing video and put myself out there. Now I tell everybody, this here is not natural for me. I'm a recovering introvert. This isn't normal, right? But when I've decided that I wanted to win, right? And I wanted to succeed, I started to put myself out there on camera that second year, 
I did over 10 million in sales. My third year I did 13 million in sales. My fourth year I did 6 million. And that's when I built out my, my uh, agency and team and decided I didn't want to sell anymore. 2016, I decided I'm done. Don't want to sell anymore. Right. What I didn't understand was I was focused on the black community when I put myself out there on video and I joke about this, but it's true. Who knew when I put myself out there on, on video that over, uh, 30,000 white women would love me. Who was buying from me was a group called Cherry Hill Eight, Cherry Hill East and Cherry Hill West Moms Club. I was about 15 transactions in and everybody I came, came in contact with would say, um, I got your information from the Moms Club. I'm like, what, what the hell is the Moms Club? I thought it was a joke, right? <laughs> and lo and behold, it was a Facebook group of over 30,000 women wow. circulate my videos uh, from Cherry Hill East and Cherry Hill West and predominantly the women were white. I was focused on the black community put myself out there and begin to attract my ideal clients. So I say that because you have no clue of who your client is until you put yourself out there. You can assume. And, you know, some, I know some people are like, well, I have a referral based business. That's a business of hope, right? That's not a thing, right? I mean, I, 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 I get it and understand it, but yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like there's no predictability in that, you know, but when you put yourself out there, you begin to attract your ideal client and then you can create some predictability in your business. And it does not take long. It doesn't take long to do that. And I am coming from a person, I'm, I'm speaking from myself as a person that was terrified of cameras. I was the type of dude that I would go in a corner and I wouldn't say nothing. I, I wasn't the life of the party. That wasn't my thing. I wasn't outgoing. I'm still not super outgoing. I do events, I speak, and I'm on to myself. Anybody can say that's been around me I'm very low key. I'll do what I need to do because I understand the assignment, but I'm very low key. And I think some people here while doing video, you have to be this, you know, this super robust person and just out of the box. And no, you just need to be able to give your perspective, on your understanding of what you're talking about. That's it. Don't perform. Be clear about where what you're talking about. And that's what you put out there because out of the mouth speak of the heart. And until you get that understanding, that it's about being unapologetically you first and foremost, then you'll win. But as long as you try and fit this narrative, I want to be like this agent and that agent, I understand the success side of it, but who are you? Right. Cause that's what the industry will buy from. So I encourage everyone to get to a place where they become unapologetically you. It is okay for the, some people like, well, they're not going to do business with you. Those are agents talking, right? They're not buying nothing from you anyway. <laughs> I'm telling you to talk to the market. Let the market decide. The market will buy from a chip brick and a bent nail. They are not looking for the perfect anything. They're looking for people that they can trust and that they can see themselves in. And we know the internet is based off of when we look at search is about solution based and problem solving. They'll find if they find you, your content, they were looking for the content and you resonated with them. I love that. I love that. I absolutely love that. You just brought up a good point because I was thinking in the future for real estate professionals, because of videos dominating, because of YouTube, we talked about Mike Sherrard, you're doing some things with your YouTube channel. I can imagine someone searching key terms and there's like 10 or 15 different agents talking about the same thing. They're going to watch five or six of the videos and say, I connect with James yep. and they're going to call James or Stacy or, or Cindy or whoever it is. So exactly how it's done. Yeah, exactly how it's done. And I mean, yeah. look, look at the transition we're moving into with now everyone is talking about the metaverse without clarity. And we're not, I don't, we don't have to get into it, but yeah. that video component will be essential as things transition into more of a, a structured digital yeah. space. So 
Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. I know metaverse is a conversation you could have on its own. It's a whole nother episode. Yeah, it's a whole nother episode. I was talking to Adrian. I would yeah. do that to him. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Um, so just last couple of questions. I mean, I think that the last couple of questions, I'll probably just kind of switch it up a little bit. And, you know, going towards like there was a time that I remember having a conversation with someone that said, you know, give it so much time and technology is going to disrupt this industry and agents will be replaced. Right. And that's exactly what you are totally against. Yeah, that'll never happen. And that's not what you're saying is going to happen. So give us your prediction. Where do you see this real estate industry headed in the next five to 10 years, given your mission, you know, our mission? Like, you know, what do you what do you see? What do you see? Well, I can tell you now the agent won't be replaced because of the intimacy component. Right. There are, and I know, I mean, we all have seen it for years, we've seen disruptive. Disruptive technology like the eye buyers and all this other stuff, and you know you can automate your your selling product. It exists, right? Yeah. It hasn't disrupted the industry to the point where it has removed the agent. This it's not. This isn't new tech. This stuff has been you know seven eight years old. Same way we talk about the metaverse. Metaverse has been introduced by Facebook nine years ago when they bought Oculus, right? This isn't new stuff, and sometimes we hear the new or what becomes more relevant and we run from it. I do understand and believe that the agent that does not accept video will continually struggle, right? Now they can justify that by closing deals, but I don't want to change and start talking about the shiny new object when mm. we haven't accepted the reality of where things are. It's like, well, remember, look, when two years ago, when COVID kicked off, right? Everyone was like, um, I need to evolve. And their re- version of evolving was, I need to do Zoom calls. Dude, you should have been doing Zoom calls. You didn't evolve, you became relevant, right? That's that's the issue. And like I said, our, our industry have not gotten to a point where we've accepted the internet is a presence. This is what it is. It's not, we don't go online. You're always online. Yeah. And for the agents that are willing to, you know, dive into the distribution channels that are being offered, like, YouTube, like mm-hmm. TikTok. you can choose one. If it gives a video component, you need to be a part of it. And do you need to do them all? No, take one, go very, very deep, stay consistent, build it up because every platform has its culture. And that's what we don't understand. We don't get that the internet is not a big ball. The internet has ecosystems and every platform has its culture of how they're consuming content. I mean, look, Remember when Snapchat came out and, you know, everybody was like, well, what is Snapchat? It was like, oh, this is stupid. Now every channel offers some ephemeral component in the story, in the story side, every channel, right? Yeah. You just need to pay attention and watch where things are evolving. TikTok, TikTok validated that short form vertical based content from your phone is a thing, right? Because the attention, right? Yeah. Look at all the channels adapting to all of this vertical short form based content. You know, my little sister Giselle says it all the time. She talks about how TikTok is having an identity crisis, trying to figure out what it is, right? It, it was images and then we're gonna video platform and now we're gonna heavy on. So all we need to do is pay attention to where the distribution is and accept that we need to be a part of it because we're there, right? We're, yeah. we're, we're in the environment, whether we're consuming or creating. I prefer the industry to lean more into the creating space. And those that do will be able to choose 
what they want in a sense of a career or a business. But in the next five years, I don't think much of anything is going to change. Video is still going to dominate. Maybe the, the distribution side of video may improve. Um, but again, that, that human to human connection, right? It still exists regardless of where it is. And until we see video as something like conversation at scale, right? Those are the ones that's going to win. But for you guys that are still choosing not to, I promise you in the next five years, you're going to be kicking yourself and saying, you know what? I need to do video. All I'm saying to do is get started now. Your video is going to be great. No, right? But you'll get better. You'll put in the reps, right? And then when things make that transition, I promise you video ain't going nowhere. It's not going anywhere. No time soon. Like, they, you know, what is in the 80s? They said the internet would be a, a, a fading trend. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah. laughed at Facebook. You know what I mean? These companies aren't going anywhere and they're adapting to how people are consuming where even Facebook focus as of 2019, which is still predominantly for video. They have allowed you the ability to create a a full show on Facebook. Some of the biggest shows are on Facebook. Right on Facebook. The biggest shows in the nation are right on Facebook. So the video component in the next five years, I think it's going to get bigger. But I just want the industry to adapt. And the industry, those that are in the industry that's willing to adapt and accept that the internet is a presence, not a destination, and begin to apply components like video and then maybe evolve into audio will win. But the agent ain't going nowhere. Ain't, ain't, that ain't going to happen. Amen to that. And yeah, exactly. Wow. That was awesome. So we're at the mix up. We're at the end of the show now. So we're going to go ahead and change the camera angle. We're going to put it on you. And James, what would you like our viewers and listeners to take from the end of our episode? Um, well, I mean, I think I've, I've said it all. I have nothing to sell you guys and I have nothing to offer, but, but value. Um, I'll, I'll leave you guys with this one understanding and, um, I, I know a lot of what the industry is, is trying to do and I understand the struggles that we, we deal with. But if you're really trying to build a business or build a great, great career, I encourage everyone to understand that your environment may not nurture it, but just understand the environment is just a construct. It's not a truth, right? But if you can accept or understand that you are only limited by what you accept, sky is the limit, you guys. So I'll leave you with that. Wow. James, Mr. Zillow Killer, I appreciate Powerful. you on yeah, Real Estate vs. Tech. This is definitely going to be one for the history books. We'll definitely have to get you on again. So thank you so much, sir. Dan, thank you so much. We appreciate you co-hosting. As yeah, always. This is great. Thanks, James. Great. <laughs> thank and, you, guys. Uh, definitely. And thanks to all the reviews and listeners, as it is our intention for you to apply things that you learned here at Real Estate vs. Tech to your business, have more massive success. Be sure to subscribe, like the video, comment, share with someone you think they should see it, and we will... See you on the next one.